0: listening to the freeform rock
1: podcast with Mark Alden Taylor
2: hi welcome to another edition of the freeform rock podcast and we have as always here the usual suspect mr. Lee Gershman what's up
0: Lee whoa you know what's up when I was a young kid I said. The place was Fishland in the Sky, Phoenix Lake. But the fish is not a fish. The, the, the fish is a really... I don't know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that the Gordon, Gordon Gebbert is a great guy. He's better than the Gordon Fisherman, and he's oh, our special man. guest. How are you doing, Gordon?
1: All right, how are you doing? I was wondering where you're going with that.
0: I'm the kind of guy who I don't know where I'm going with anything, but I just do what I can with it. I love it. <laughs> right on.
1: I love it. Free form. Free think, yeah. free form.
0: In many ways, in one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's I guess Mark found his ultimate whatever it can be called in me because I am totally free and uh like if I were to get married and the and the priest said do you take this woman to I would go, uh is the right word I do? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. But at least I would get it right. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> all right. Love uh, it. So, Gordon, you have a book out, huh?
1: Yeah, new book. My fourth. My fourth book.
0: Um, right on.
1: It's On a Wing and a Prayer with Angel. It's uh, it's about all my experience... Uh, Joining up with Angel and uh, playing with them, and uh, all the insanity that ensued after that, and uh, the book wow. is, is been getting fantastic reviews. I, I think it's my best book yet. I mean, wow, I done yeah, yeah. I've done four books. I mean, Kiss and Tell is you know the classic, you know, the classic book that I wrote my first book, and then the second one was Kiss and Tell more. It was all the reaction. To the first book, you know, from all the fans and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yep. And then uh, my third book was Rock and Roll War Stories. I, I love that book. That's a, that's fun, a lot of fun. Not not many people know about that one. That that one, uh got, got yeah. under the radar. <laughs>
0: that 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 one. Um, I did buy a copy of the Kiss and Tell, and then you gave me a copy of Rock and Roll War Stories. To me, Rock and Roll War Stories was like. The stuff that people ordinarily would not ask you about or know about but it was it it was a part of your career
3: yeah
0: and 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 that's what I like it's like you know um, I've been showing people the angel video of you in the tower you Mm -hmm. know because you're really cool I mean I wish I could have been in a situ I mean I play keyboards, but I wish I could have been in a situation where I played live like that. And and you looked really cool. You were a cool rock star kind, but but you know, not pretentious. You you were like honest rock star, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you still are in my opinion. That's that's what I Love about you is you're you're a you're a good guy, you
1: know, (laughs) and 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 that's
0: why I like you. Well, tell
1: the people tell the people I get hate mail from.
0: (laughs) Oh Oh, man!
1: Is it mostly because of Ace?
0: (laughs) Yeah, mostly Uh... because
1: of Ace. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, it's it's weird because I was, I mean. Before, I'm now in New York, but I was in California, and when I was in California, Ace played in a place in Berkeley, and the ticket prices were like, maybe $60. I usually only do up to $40 for a group, but I thought if I had a chance to listen to I mean to talk to Ace personally $60 would have been okay mm-hmm. but then when I went to check back when I had my money in it went up to about like 100 and maybe $20 or 150 and I thought oh that's a bit steep and then I find out He has an extra meet and greet for like two hundred or something. I'm like, I ain't doing that. This is a club gig in Berkeley, and I'm thinking, I've seen really cool groups who they were only like maybe ten, maybe twenty bucks at the most for their shows, and I thought, you know. Knowing that Ace is the kind of guy who might just go, back or "Hey," when you meet him, and that's it.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm not going to pay $300 for that.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, but and... I will pay a dollar in Amoeba Records for a used copy of his first solo album. Oops, mm-hmm. sorry. Actually, <laughs> I. I, I will say i did buy it when it first came out and it was about five or seven dollars so i did pay for the price
2: i got all four solo ones remastered the new remasters for four dollars at a uh at a goodwill It's <laughs> like damn. oh damn <laughs> you you lucky duck cds though <laughs> no. it was pretty but that... that's lucky duck i was gonna mm-hmm. buy them and i saw them there; they were brand new <laughs> and i go crap i should buy these and I hate not giving the artist Hell. money, but that was a good deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea, <laughs> yeah. and you, you did good.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I only like this album, and a little bit of Paul's, a little bit of jeans. This one's like the best one, but we'll get into that later. Let's uh, discuss your book. So you wrote yeah. a book about Angel again, and uh, what do you think about them, uh, like two of them going out again as Angel?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. Um, it, it's Punky and Frank Domino that are going out. I wait. I, I I'm trying. I called Barry Brandt uh, a couple of times right at when the book was coming out, and he hasn't returned my calls. Um, but uh, th- uh, this is this is really weird. This is wild. That Punky and Frank they got a great band, you know, that backs them up, and they're playing a, a show with Ace Frehley, out in uh, St. Louis. Oh. Yeah, so the lineup is Angel Ace. Uh, I think it's Stars, I'm not sure. I, I know Angel is going out on tour with Stars. You know, that that was a a band from way back when. That was on uh Casablanca okay. also, I think. And then um that was with, with Richie Rano, And then um uh, but uh Angel is like the number 1 band in St. Louis. They they're the number 1 classic rock band in St. Louis. They beat out Led Zeppelin, and they beat out the Beatles. Uh, I don't know what other <laughs> other band. They're the no. I'm telling you, number one. They played the Tower every hour on KSH Radio to this day.
0: It's, That's it's cool.
1: Heavy rotation there. And when we played there, we sold out a place called Pops. It was it was I mean, the place held, held sixteen hundred people, and we sold it out. And um, and then uh, we played there actually the angel played that three times i played there twice with them um and sold out every time um they're doing they're doing fantastic now i think it was great timing to put the book out but you know what's weird i don't know if you guys saw it. are you in the angel groups are you are you did you join any of the angel I, one of them
0: yeah. i i haven't yet
1: mm.
0: i haven't really well,
1: seen anything
0: yeah well, well, um,
1: I mean, I'm, I was in all the angel groups and I, you know for years, and, and uh, you know shared my photos and my videos. yeah, you saw the tower video. I did yeah. one with uh, uh, the Fortune also. did it the same style, all, all the different venues that I played in. It was wow. it's a really cool video, yeah. So um, Punky went and put out a, a letter saying that I'm not he denounced my book. You know, don't oh. buy this, don't support this guy. I get, you know, the hate mail that I get from... Now, that
0: That makes me angry at him.
1: Yeah, well, well, the thing is, Punky went and put that out and said, do not buy this guy's book. He has nothing to do with Angel, this, that. I never met Punky Meadows. I never spoke to him. I never met him. I, and I played with Frank and Barry in their version of Angel and punky doesn't know me and he goes and puts out this letter and he ta- attached Frank Domino's name to the letter so and I
0: called. you were in that group In that i when i see that video you are there yeah so, for 3 years so it's 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 this fucking i don't know what kind of frank and Barry lsd they're on but <laughs> <Frank> damn <Barry. laughs>
1: So I, yeah, I called Frank up. I go, "What the hell is this?" And Frank's going, uh, "You know, uh, Punky just put that out, and he attached my name to the letter and this and that." But you do have a reputation of of writing bad books. I, I mean, I go, "What do you mean, writing bad books?" Oh, I said, "You sick. know what, I have a, I I have a reputation of writing books with truth." And I go, "And Frank, <laughs> wow!" And Frank, you know, you guys shot yourselves in the foot with this one because i was all good praising you guys all throughout the book there's nothing bad about angel in the book it promotes the band i go what the hell is wrong with you guys
0: bizarre oh my word yeah very bizarre. would i if i were to make a conspiracy theory think ace is involved with angel and he's like like saying Something bad about you. I'm yeah, not well, saying that's there's true, one o-
1: But yeah, no, there's. I, I I know, I know what's going on. Also, the the only guy uh, that gets uh, gets, I guess, trashed in the book or whatever you want to talk about is is the manager because that's that's the guy I had the problem with um, when I joined Angel. And I and all throughout my book, I don't even mention the guy's name. I don't even want to give him undue publicity. This guy could come out
0: okay and name yeah.
1: himself if he wants to. But but the shit burger. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so he was he was horrible. He was the demise of me leaving the band uh, after three years. I worked my ass off, yeah, just to let you know how the book is. I mean, the I love Angel. It was one of my it was one of my favorite bands growing up. I went I saw them twice. You know the original lineup. I saw them with uh, Mickey Jones, uh, with the original lineup with Mickey Jones playing bass, and then okay. Mickey Jones got kicked out of the band. Then they have Felix Robinson in the band, and I saw them with Felix, and that was in the at the, the Palladium in New York City back in the se- seventy seven seventy eight. Okay, um, and then and then I ended up. You know, I, I, the book is really cool because I go throughout. It's like a love letter to Angel. That's why I'm really laughing at the irony of these guys, you know, of Punky attacking me. Because uh, here I am in the book praising him and loving him and loving the band. And here's Punky. That's how he's going to treat. Even if I was just a fan that wrote the book, that's how he would treat a fan
0: that wrote the book. It's like, it, it, it makes me think of if Kiss had someone who was a fan who wrote a book of Kiss. Mm-hmm. And they said, you can't put that book out because it isn't an official book, even if all they did was um, talk about how great this was.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's that's basically what Punky said. Punky said, it's not, a, I disavow this book, it's not an official book. an official book, I was in the band! I'm <laughs> Yeah! <laughs>
0: It's funny. It
1: funny. It's just so. Then I called Frank, you know, numerous times because I, I started getting hate mail. Well, you know, there's a lot of Angel Kiss fan crossovers. You, you, oh, you know, oh yeah. So they they the a lot of them were Ace Frehley fans and stuff. Like and all of a sudden, you know, the hate oh. crap started piling on. And the Angel, fan, I'm not buying that book. And this So meanwhile, the book comes out and every single review so far has been five star reviews, how great cool. the book is. Yeah, and I'm I'm talking about, I'm not talking about friends that read the book, I'm talking about regular fans that, that went out and bought the book, you know, not listening to Punky, and they read the book and they go, yeah. oh my god, this is a great book, this is like, brings me back to my, it brings me back to my you know, yeah. back in, in time where I loved Angel and, and it it just—it's very nostalgic, and then and then promotes what they're doing today. So for for Frank Domino and, and well mainly Punky for Punky to do that, he really he shot himself in the foot. I, for I that call,
3: punk, for that yeah, punk to do that, the punk Sorry, to but do, do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's been, I called Frank up. I said, "What do you want me to do? Have a pissing match with Punky on you know in radio interviews? You want me to start trashing Punky? You know." I start calling him an idiot, idiot on the air and stuff like that. And, and Frank's go. well, let's see when the book comes out. Well, I said, well, why did you guys wait to see the book until the book came out before you said anything? Which, well, you have this reputation. Yeah, reputation of telling the truth. And I told the truth in this book. And it's awesome for you guys.
0: You guys are idiots. <laughs> they sound moronic.
1: Yeah.
2: Free promotion, I mean, man. To me, mm-hmm.
0: I, it's weird um i i i was gonna say it reminded me of something i can't remember what it reminded me of if i remember later yeah. i'll let you know but yep. yeah it it it, it 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 reminded me of something well well many idiotic um
1: idiot well it's people. all rock and roll and, and so we're dealing with stupidity <laughs> so, but yeah you know, you were uh, also in the conversation with Frank. I, I said, um, I said, you guys are really morons for, for disavowing this book. I said, how many books about the Beatles are out there? How, li- there's literally thousands of books, literally, about the Beatles. I said, how many books are there about Angel? Well, yeah. now, there's, now there's only one. <laughs> mine. It was before I wrote it, it was zero. <laughs> so I guess I
0: said, if I. Sorry, go on.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just
0: going to say, I guess if I do my book on Cherry People that Punky was in because I had the album and I gave my honest review of it, he might get upset. <laughs> even <laughs> if he might say, it was a bad album, but you shouldn't say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, well, yeah, I, I, that's wild. See, you know your history. You're so smart, man. I them. had
0: it in St. I there was a store in Fairfax, California, St. Vincent's, mm-hmm. and I found Cherry People. I thought, well, this looks interesting. It looks like a weird album. I'll get it. There was one good song only and the rest were like i thought uh what's this and i saw oh well, punky meadows is in this this yeah. must be an interesting group and i thought the only thing that's interesting about it is why would he have been in it mm-hmm. but that's me
1: no, but that's why see Mo- lee you know your stuff and and you know your history oh, yeah. and and you know your your the details of rock and you know how that album came out, that, that Cherry People album with, with punky metal i
0: knowing. I'd love to know.
1: Yeah. It's when Angel came out with their first album. I, I think it was like, yeah, the first or second album. I forgot. It was probably the first album. that You know, Angel came out. And the other record company that I think it was Cap- Capital Records. I don't know what Cherry People were on. I, I got um, to read my own book again. All right. Because it didn't explain the story in the book. The, well, the, the record company took notice that you know, and they had that Cherry People album was never out; it was on the back burner, It was on the shelf, and they shoved it and they shoved it out there, right? When they said, "Hey, this Punky Meadows is is you know is making some noise here. We might as well put that put out that Cherry People album," and that and that's what happened. Yeah,
0: it's weird because it looked like an old sixties album when I got it. It was like a thick cover. I forget what. What, um, what label it was on, but I guess if it did come out, they might have only put two copies of it out, and yeah. <laughs> the record company said we'll throw away both of them, and someone was maliciously able to donate it goodwill, and that's how I got the copy.
1: Ah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, I I don't know the um, label, all I know is that it looked like a really old album and I there was one really good song on it. and then when I heard it again, the album on YouTube or whatever it was, I couldn't really figure out what song it was and the other songs seemed to be better. But that wasn't my original impression. The only song that I remember the title of was called and Suddenly and it was a, and suddenly
3: yeah it went
0: to
2: my life da, 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 like, I thought you're gonna start singing Olivia newton John
3: yeah
0: <laughs> I would prefer Fred to over that
1: would <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have yeah, liked that that. Oh, the name of the the name of the record company. I just remembered it was Heritage. It was Heritage. I don't know if there was oh
0: okay. I I kind of remember that.
1: Yeah, it was on Heritage label, and uh, and they and they blasted it out when 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 Angel started you know making some noise on the on the Casablanca label. Yeah, that's wild.
0: It makes me think maybe they made it look like it was an old style of album well it did with, come out with a thick cover you know because mm-hmm. they wanted it to look like oh this is a great find and maybe i was the one who found the only copy
1: mhm uh, well <laughs> they did they 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 recorded that album in 67
0: oh yeah
1: yeah so yeah and, and you hear the production it, it sounds like that yeah Uh, And it had a a bubblegum pop sound and everything, Yeah, which I hated Angel. uh, Not to bring up negative stuff, I didn't like the bubblegum Angel, the bubblegum pop Angel. I didn't like that that version of Angel. I liked the progressive rock Angel, the first two albums.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder if Punky was angry because they went progressive when he was like, damn you. Yeah. I was in Cherry People. Why can't we do that? And they say, Shut up, Punky. Be smart. Yeah. I was like, I'll be smart, you little. I'm i not trying to make waves, but that's kind of what I do when I'm doing conversations on uh-huh. podcasts.
1: You got it, Lee. <laughs> great. You guys, the Bounties, are great.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So anything? So, so the, the book, like I said before, the book reviews uh, from strangers. I mean, my all, all my friends read it, and the, and that and all my friends that are in it read it, and they're going, "Oh my god, the book's great!" You know, and that, and I didn't take like I like that feedback from them, but I want to get feedback from strangers. You know, because yeah. you, you got your friends going, "Yeah, it's great. Oh, I love this book. Great." Yeah, because you're in it. You know. I and, get
0: stranger and, then, and stranger all the time, so my yeah. opinion would be really good.
1: I know, so I gotta, I gotta get copies to you and Mark. I'll, yeah, get, I, I'll, get I'll,
0: I'll definitely buy one.
1: No, I, I'll get, I'll get one out to you, all all right. Right. and right. man. And it's on me. Also, I didn't, you know, the the uh, when when the book came out, I had no promotional copies. They said the, the, you're not getting promotional copies. Everybody's got to buy one, and and so, uh, that, you know, when I I called Frank you know I was gonna send those guys copies I was gonna send a copy to punky and punky unfriended me on Facebook and then they, they kicked um, me out they kicked me out damn. of some of the angel groups too they kicked me out and I was like what what is wrong with you guys unbelievable this book is great so now when the book came out and the people that are still in the, the groups you know, they, they yeah. got other people going, yeah, you know, you got to read Gordon Gabbard's book. It's a really good book. I
0: don't know what... And why you were really book. good in the band.
1: Yeah, yeah well, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I did my I th- best.
0: I think so. I think you were really good.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Well, th- 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 the point of my book also, um, just to give you a gist of it towards the end... <clears throat> I was the the bad manager that we had, a really bad manager and he took me for granted. He he th- he thought it's easy to get a keyboard player for angel, right? And, uh. and and he didn't, you know, he didn't see the value that I brought to the band and and uh you know, and what sacrifices I made because we were making deals like going on the road you think going on the road i even tell in the book how much i was getting paid and 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 not getting (laughs) and getting screwed out of
0: that might have been something that was a bone of contention for them
1: yeah i i the manager asked me he goes can you what can we do how much will you take to bare minimum to to get this band back going and this that i said give me a hundred dollars a night on the road, a hundred dollars a night. Now, guys, is that really super reasonable? <laughs>
2: yeah, that's really
1: cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at, damn, the a, I
3: would,
1: at the end of at the end of a tour, he wasn't paying me the hundred dollars a night. It, he was screwing me out of the hundred dollars. I go, what the hell's wrong with you?
0: Fuck.
1: Yeah, so. So, just to let you know, the, the towards towards the end of the book, uh, you know, all the, the the crap hitting the fan and everything, and and they, those guys not paying me this and that, and they thought I was replaceable, so they were looking for a guy to replace me, so they were asking, you know, Jordan Rudis from Dream Theater, they were asking um,
0: the I, minus one hundred dollar people,
1: exactly, the minus, uh, yeah, the <laughs> minus,
0: those guys were asking. For feet, you know
1: what they were gonna charge on the road. What the whole band was getting paid, yeah. you know, the, what the, what they were making on the road. They got, they wanted like two thousand dollars a night and this and that. So they screwed themselves. Basically, they, they screwed themselves out of a. I, you know, I, tell me if I'm being uh, egotistical, but I I was I was the best replacement. Uh, for Greg Jeffreya, There's no replacing Greg Jeffreya, but I was the closest that they were going to get yeah. to having a Greg Jeffreya on stage with, you know, with Angel.
0: I uh, think I think Greg Jeffreya was really good in Angel. Mm-hmm. I think that when he left and he went on to his own group, I like some of what they do, but I prefer him loads more on angel
1: yeah he would he was well which one are you talking about Je, the band jeffria or house of lords
0: jeffria yeah the, i liked the, him
1: in yeah. house of lords
0: yeah <laughs> i haven't heard that
1: oh uh, yeah get the house of lords album uh they were okay. talented i mean greg's super talented It was it was an honor for me to be in the band and replace you know to take that guy's spot you know and i did right and i did my uh, you know i gave a 1000% and then and then as time went on I, I loved playing with angel i loved i loved the rehearsals and the, i loved frank i love I still to this day I mean, and and uh, frank and barry were great barry was one of the were, one of the most challenging drummers to play with um and were a great oh. drum i and oh, i've been yeah. I've been spoiled all through. Barry my life.
0: Brandt is that his
1: name? Yeah, Barry Brandt. Yep.
0: I I remember that from nowhere. So that shows how much I remember. Anyway.
1: Well, ba- ba- Barry is up there. I mean, I I was for- I'm fortunate enough to play with the greatest drummers in the world. Uh, I you know I played with Jamie Oldacre. Worked with him with with Ace Frehley. Right Anton right Anton Fig. Oh, uh, Liberty, yeah. Liberty DeVito, um, I mean. Drummers, the, 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 the best drummers of, of the drummers. And working with Barry Brandt, Bar- Barry had a mixture. I, this is describing Barry Brandt and his style. He played the wildness of Keith Moon with the backbeat of uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh,
0: wow. Yeah.
1: I, I, and it was, I
0: have to ask you really quickly. Did Anton Fig really play on Kisses Destroyer? I'm being funny.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I I'm, I'm just I'm I, just being a. I
1: think that's been funny. proven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Ant- Anton. Had a, funny. Yeah, but you know, for years I, I know Anton, I, I, and I know Anton well. You know, pretty well. We, we hung out. We hung yeah. out together with Ace, and um, Anton had to sign a non-disclosure agreement when when he did all that work. You know. Instead of Peter Chris playing on the albums, and um, yeah, for years, Dynasty. yeah, for so. years, Anton couldn't say anything. You know, he couldn't he couldn't go to people and go, "That's me on that Kiss record and everything." And then he got Anton got so big that it didn't matter after years because he had so many credits with so many other bands and stuff like that. And then when it finally came, finally came out, Anton, yeah, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> but but when you first you know you first do it. You know, his yeah. resume wasn't huge at the time. You, you really want to go, I'm playing on a KISS album, oh my God. And he couldn't do it
0: for years. Yeah. yeah. I had the album, um, the group, I think it was called Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And he was the drummer. And Amanda Blue was the singer. And Bo Hill was in the group before he became the uh, producer of yeah. mm-hmm yep right. but you know um, there were a couple of songs that were good but or overall unless you find it for 25 cents I wouldn't look for it
1: no <laughs> you're not on eBay searching for it huh?
0: I I got it back then in um, 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 Saint Vincent's to Paul the same that I got the Cherry People for mm-hmm. 25 cents and it definitely was worth my 25 cents. Yeah. There was there was a couple of good songs but but yeah it's it's not it's not some that people would want now.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: so anything else on the book?
1: <laughs> um I uh, just I, I can't rei- I can't reiterate how proud I am that there's that, review re- uh, all five star reviews on Amazon you know from from strangers and and uh and then I have my friends that call me and go you, you know the book's fantastic guys do me a favor please put a review up you know spread the word it's great to hear it to me but try try to implore upon all those angel fans that hate me now because punky told them to <laughs> It was weird, really weird, that Punky, you know, did, said that Gordon Gebber guy is, has nothing to do with Angel. Um, oh, he's not a he's not family. He's not a friend of the band, and this and I'm like, well, Punky, I, I, I played with the band for freaking three years, and for nothing, losing money, you know, because I wasn't even getting paid, and the three and all the tours that I did was money out of my pocket. Now the other ironic thing about this. I didn't write the book. That's not the main goal—is to make money. But the ironic thing about it, which I told Frank, I said, when the book comes out, if it does well, I'll eventually get paid, reimbursed for all the time I spent the three years in Angel. If it yeah. becomes big, if it doesn't, it doesn't. It's no skin. I mean,
0: I—I I, I would say your goal wouldn't have been to lose money. Like, mm-hmm. let me put a thousand dollars in each copy of the book so people can want it. No. Right. But but I mean but 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 your your point is you wrote it because you're a creative person and you love being in the band and you wanted to give your say.
1: Right. And and the other thing to all the fans out there it's not easy to write a book. So
0: of yeah, of course. You write a
1: book, and you want to be compensated for all the time that book took years and years and years to write. Believe it or not, because I started I started writing the book after I left the band. I left the band like two thousand two or something like okay. that. and and a couple of years I I wrote down whatever I could remember and just and it and then I got sidetracked with all the other projects that I was doing. So I and then it. I started doing my, and then the past year. Angel, you know, I heard Angel was going to get back together, or that there was, you know, even reunion. I said, you know what? I got to sit down. I got to finish this book. It, 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 yeah. it started out great, you know. I started and I finished the project. You know, I'm, I, you know, it took years to do, but I did it. So, and and like it, that's it th- cool. Yeah, it's three. Oh, it's over three hundred pages. The book, and it's a page turner. That's cool and everybody that uh, yeah, like i said if you're an even if you're not an angel fan uh you know the book reads really well because it takes you back to the 70s and the 80s and then and then brings you up to, up to now and it tells you a lot of details of what goes on you think <laughs> fig- you figure the band you know pretty successful angel they got me as a keyboard player you think i'm getting paid 1000 2000 a week and this and that i'm on a retainer I'm, You know, getting ready to do a tour and uh, all this money and success. No, that's not the case. (laughs) I mean, uh, you're on a
0: retainer as far as put this retainer on your tongue because you did dental surgery. We (laughs) found it (laughs) kind of like that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's got it's got great details of of and it's a lesson to be learned. For upcoming musicians, not that it still transfers to today's, you know, the, the business model of music and everything. What to because. what to watch out for, and and it's and it's a great read to to how to deal with a band and everything and that and yeah. what what should be expected of you and what you should <laughs>
0: you know. so, yeah yeah it's, it's a great book yeah. uh,
1: I hopefully you guys read it and recommend it to everybody
0: <laughs> oh definitely you're. Kiss and Tell book and Rock and Roll Stories was was really, really cool. You know? I, I was like, damn. In fact, when I saw um, the videos where Rachel Gordon was saying, and I talked to Bobby McAdams, or no, he's a good guy, and you're like, um, he co-wrote the book with me, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and and that's that's the thing. It would be like, um, like, um, yeah, it, it, it just, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm against listening to Ace on YouTube, mm. but I mean, I am not, if I were to meet any member of KISS, it would probably either be Peter or Gene. Gene if he was sincere and he didn't charge me thousands of dollars for it. Yeah. But otherwise, Peter, even if he was in a bad mood, if he was honest and he allowed me to treat him to dinner, I'd be happy to meet him. The, mm-hmm. the, the rest, um, Paul, I would have to probably dress up in a really nice suit to impress him. And Ace, I would probably have to just—I have no idea what what would make Ace perk up. You know, <laughs> that's that's my 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 standing.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it's wild! It's wild to hear you say this because the there's no real musician I want to sit. I I you know I you know you guys know my idol is Keith Emerson and I oh. I had, yeah, and I ended him. up befriending. I ended up going to dinner with him. You know. <coughs> right on. Yeah, and and that was my idol. You know, and I ended I'm up sure becoming. He
0: was, was he a cool guy?
1: Really cool. I mean, he was really cool to me, and and um, right on. and and we became really good friends. It was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you the quick story. Um, uh, I started. Uh, I mean, I I knew it, it's funny because I became. Friends with Keith through uh, through a manager that managed Ace,
3: and,
1: and it was weird that he, oh. he was the manager of ELP a long time ago. And I go, that's my favorite band of all time. So I ended up going to their concerts and going to dinner with them before the shows and hanging out with them after the shows. And then Keith read the Kiss and Tell book and he loved it. He thought it was hysterical. It was, he goes, right on. one, of the, one of the funniest books I've ever read because that was all rock and roll. So. I was doing this TV project and Keith kept calling me and you guys know I could shoot the crap or, you know pretty much keep conversations oh. going. And Keith oh, yeah. called me one night and we're talking about a TV project and I was on the phone with him for 3 hours and my girlfriend came down to the office and go, "Who are you on the phone with?" I go, "I'm on, I'm on the phone with Keith Emerson, right?" And oh, then the yeah. next the next night Keith Emerson called again, right? And we're on the phone for another three hours. And we're talking about oh, all wow. ki- we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Politics, uh, the band, you know, and yeah, you know, everything. It was really he, he thought it was really cool. Third night he calls. We're on the phone again, another three hours. She comes down, she goes, wow. You're on the fo- I'm on the phone with Keith Emerson, yeah. The fourth night the phone rang. My girlfriend came down I said do me a favor answer the phone if that's Keith Emerson tell him I'm not here
0: (laughs) oh wow now if you told me in high school I I, I get probably what you mean and um, I will say I knew a guy Jerry Peterson he was the brother of Dickie Peterson of blue cheer he was a really cool guy and I even did some I wrote some lyrics to a song that he wrote and my lyrics were my sweet child and he said it sounds too much like Guns N' Roses sweet child of mine so he didn't use it but I put it on score music but he was a cool guy but yeah um, he, he was okay I forget what I, else I was going to say. Um, what what were you just mentioning before I mentioned this?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I was mentioning, you know, Keith Emerson, us talking for like oh, three yeah. nights in a row. Oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden he calls I, I If you told me in high school that I would be blowing off Keith Emerson's phone call, <laughs>
0: I'd I think, I, you know. I, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing that I was going to say was me and my girlfriend at that time... I had a copy of the Nice Five Bridges. Yeah. And, and 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 I had some other stuff and I asked her what would you like to hear? She was into some music but not as well versus me and she went, "Well, the Nice sounds nice." So I played <laughs> it and then she said I really like it, so I was able to have some fun with her to the beat of the music and so that's one of my favorite Nice albums.
1: Not, I can't believe see, Lee, you're 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 better than uh, Eddie. You blow Eddie Trunk out of the water. I got news for you. Oh, Eddie, Eddie oh, Trunk would not know what the Nice is, and Eddie Trunk. Um, I don't think Eddie Trunk would know Cherry People. You know your music history, dude. I'm so impressed oh, wow. every time I thank come you, on this show. Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you. Oh, awesome. I. Yeah, everything I know is on the back of an album cover. Mm-hmm. I I did not know, I did not have an IQ. I had an album back cover.
1: You a, a B, C. Yeah, album you back had, cover. You didn't have an IQ, you had an LP.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's, that's definitely the way to put it. I didn't yeah. have an IQ, I had an LP. <laughs> da, 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 da
1: that's awesome. <laughs> no, you know your I can't believe you know the nice uh the Five Bridges oh. album and, and, and you know that was my, that was my youth. I used to put those albums on and and uh you know really obscure stuff. We'd always look for obscure stuff. And we didn't have the internet back then. It was all word of mouth. Oh yeah. Just just like uh, I write in the book, in the beginning chapters of the Angel book how I discovered Angel. And every every person that read the book and and corresponded with me Goes, I found the band almost the same way you did. It was, and you brought back because we only had Cream magazine, we had Hit Parader. Oh yeah, then, definitely. Yeah. I, and then I we only, Cream. and the only, we didn't have MTV back then. There was only, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had the the Midnight Special and the and the other show TV show on Friday or Saturday, and that was it. I was Doomsday. too
0: young. I was too young to watch the Midnight Special. I wanted to, mm-hmm. but my mom. Was saying you're too young to watch Midnight Special. You're only eight or you're only nine. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I really dated myself.
0: <laughs> um, but then there was one time I I was about six years old. I don't know how I knew this. There was this weird Japanese um, like cartoon, and anim- like clay animation. Um, movie and what I did was I don't know how I knew this I went up out of bed and I turned on the TV my brother Steve was asleep I turned it on so it was like like so quiet you couldn't even hear it and the movie was on and I watched it and then I sneaked back into bed and nobody knew and I was about six years old and I, I was like, they only play this film about like once every six months. But I had the idea it's probably on. And I went and I saw it. And it was just a really cheap Japanese claymation film. Mm-hmm. But they only played it like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, and, and I just happened to find it. I I don't know. I I, I, did you know the name of it? Now it doesn't. I I can probably look it up Mm -hmm. now because it's now probably on YouTube. But it's probably I don't remember the name of it. Some like something something and the Japanese fighters, or the something something and the alien spaceship, or I I I forget. But it was.
1: But if you found, yeah. if you found it, wouldn't you be like uh, bring bring you back to a certain time yeah. and everything? Yeah, no? that's
0: yeah. that's the point. That's the point. Yeah, I um wasn't old enough to really do a lot of reading, mm-hmm. but I saw stuff that I liked. Yeah, I, I used was about to... six.
1: Yeah, I used to read in bed with the flashlight under under the covers.
0: You know, right
1: on. I have, I have a book out, read, you know. We have the flashlight out, and then you know, parents would come in, go to bed. You know,
0: I used to do that. I, the very first book that I read on my own was *Kiss after,
1: and Tell*. No, I'm kidding. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I would like to say that, but it was the *Wizard of Oz*.
1: Oh, really? That's a great. That's a great book to read. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. That, and I was really young. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Did we lose Mark? No, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. yeah. He's just admiring our brilliance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't
2: know all this stuff you guys are talking about. I guess I'm a little younger.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's good. You're, a, you're two minutes younger. <laughs> you're two right min-
2: behind. Two minutes to midnight, right?
1: No.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Let's get you. My guys want to get into this album now. Why I, not?
1: Sounds good to Do you have
2: more something uh, uh, more to say about the book?
1: Oh, no, no. You guys allowed. Unless you need any more info about the book, the book's no. great. It's available on Amazon.com, available on eBay also. Oh, there's one other thing. Just I'll do my cheap plug right now. Um, if you buy it direct from Pippo Publishing, which you could do on eBay. Um, you can buy on a wing and a prayer with Angel. That's the name of the book, and I personally sign it to you. And if you buy it now, while supplies last, while I have I have supplies of rock and roll war stories, you get the rock and ro- roll war stories book for free. So you buy wow. the yeah buy the Angel book, and then and you'll get the rock and roll war stories for free. You just paid a little bit of extra shipping to get it to you guys, That's and cool. I sign I sign personally sign it to to. Yeah, whoever buys it, I personally sign it to them. It's really cool. I'll
2: put the links up. Uh, put
1: the links
0: up. And for I have to cool. give a shout out by saying he did sign it to me. That when yes, I bought that stuff. He is Gordon's the real deal. He yeah. signed it, and I got them.
1: Very cool. Thanks, cool. Lee. Not, not that my signature yeah. means It's just, you know, it but, devalues yeah, I, whatever I, I, I signed.
0: <laughs> it, I even put it in the group where some people were saying, well, people had hot and cold opinions, but I said I bought his book and he signed it for me and I gave screenshots and I might have even um, tagged you and you said thanks.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. And then And then you have, you know, the... The knuckleheads that don't know me at all and they chime in, that oh
0: yeah, that guy's an
1: idiot. <laughs> yeah, shut up, you don't know me. <laughs> he's I feel
0: really, like
3: he's their really
0: scum, knuckle, that guy's scum. Knuckle, I feel like pickling their head in knuckle juice. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 like pickled knuckle juice.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, right. after year, years of that, it doesn't bother me. You're, you're, yeah. No, it does you know I got it you, you don't want to hear it you don't want to see it you know but, but 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 in my mind I go. the guy doesn't know me you know he's a, he's he's a big giant H. really fat I get it you know you, and if you want to use me as a punching you know a virtual punching bag and it makes you feel better go for it I don't care you know? but, but, but
0: yeah you know but, but people I, that I, I think it's shitty yeah. but, but yeah, you know I what? Know what you mean.
1: But this is but this is the funny thing about that. If I'm such a bad guy you know, or so crappy person, this that why was Ace really best friends with me for ten years? <laughs>
0: you know? True. Yeah. So, Let you know, me ask you this. Yeah. I'm kind of being kidding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When he decided you were no longer a good friend, was that when he was starting to get really into the drugs?
1: Yeah, nah, nah, he was well into drugs all along, you know, but but he decided I'm a crappy friend when he saw dollar signs in front of him and and um, when our relationship went sour, Ace and I, it was over rock soldiers and Ace needs yeah. money for his addictions and stuff like that. You know, I'm talking uh, drugs and drinking and every other addiction that he has, you know. Um, yeah. When it comes to uh, money and stuff like that, he always needed money to feed feed him, feed him. And we always tell him, that, you know, start a business. you you got to name brands. Start start a business. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby McAdams told him for the longest time to open a guitar store in White Plains, New York, because they had Sam Ash there and they had a couple of music stores there. Ace could have opened up a guitar store there, you know, a music store, even selling CDs, albums, and, and along with musical, musical equipment and everything, and he would have made Hand Over Fist, you know, Fraley's music store or whatever, you know? Yeah, and, I have... But he oh, wouldn't listen. On, on. Listen to our advice.
0: <laughs> I, I... I'm curious of your opinion. You can answer or you can say you don't want to answer depending upon your... Or wish, but this recent stuff uh, of a post of Ace really saying to Gene Simmons the gloves are on.
1: Oh, I, saw uh, that.
0: I want to be back in the throne. I'm thinking if that's Rachel Gordon Bingo. and, and also the idea of her saying Gene and Paul wanted um ace killed. I mean um how What's... would they have killed him by giving him organic fruit and telling <laughs> him to eat healthy?
3: Yeah.
0: I mean what what am I you know
1: David. I mean David, I'm thinking David,
0: this is how Ace wants takes him it. to be she wants him to be oh all right, I, I, I wanna hear what you say.
1: Yeah, well I, I said Gene Gene and Paul were trying to kill Ace in Ace's eyes when Gene and Paul wanted to make Ace sober. Ace would be going, you're killing me here. You've been trying to make
0: me sober. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think um, that's the way I,
1: Ace would take it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah that, that, I, that letter that you were just talking about, that had Rachel yeah. written all over it. Ace, Ace didn't write that. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. all was doing.
0: I, is- I um, tweeted... Rachel because I had a song that well a friend of mine on Facebook said maybe Ace might like it and I mm-hmm. said well he doesn't do his own Twitter so I gave it to Rachel she didn't respond none of the KISS members respond on Twitter and I give real tweets sometimes but <laughs> they haven't blocked me but,
1: <laughs> that's but, good but
0: on, Paul's but blocked yeah, a lot of people yeah but on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but but on but on jean's original simmons.com letters i gave him some um letters then he responded to some and he um posted some so jean's cool but i, I stuff like i would talk about tommy and eric and i would even even tweet Tommy and Eric and ask them about stuff that was like would you like Ace the band or would you do an album with Ace again or some and stuff that's like naughty naughty but they haven't they haven't blocked me. Which yeah. is weird. But uh, I'm cool with that. Alright. Well let's get yeah, but they, they oh, get okay, flooded
1: with stuff. I'll add one more little thing. Okay. I gotta give it I gotta give a shout out to a guy named sure. Bill Sherrick. Okay. Bill Sher Bill Sherrick was Angels manager, original manager, back in the seventy 70- you know the seventies when they first started touring, and Bill got in contact with me and I sent and I sent him a book, and he read it and he saw all the crap that was going on that punky started, and and he called me and we became really good friends and he goes Gordon I see nothing wrong with the book I, he gave a great review of the book also, and he goes I I don't know what's you know. On punk, I don't know where Punky's coming from. He goes, "Your book's fantastic. I wish you all the luck in the world." And it inspired him to start writing his book about Angel, which he probably has. He he told me phenomenal stories. But go ahead, go ahead, move on. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Let's get into this. It's okay. So
2: we're not going to do the newer artist spotlight today because this was a very long conversation. So let's like we
0: could, but but it's up to you.
2: Nah, let's not. We don't want to like
0: you, little bugger. Okay. All right.
2: We could save those songs for next next week. Let's
4: see. I, Let's get I into guess. this album. You know, I was in that mindset at that point where uh, we had just finished filming that movie. Uh, you know, Kiss Beats the Phantom of the Park for Hanna Barbera, and you know, there was some tension between all four of us. I mean, we had been touring and working together. You know, constantly. For several years and you know it was a welcome you know departure for us to all get away and go off on our own and i felt i had something to prove because you know <clears throat> i was kind of an unproven solo artist so you know i tried extra hard to put on my producer shoes and my uh, composing shoes and uh, you know, the rest is history <laughs>
2: which was, let's see, it says 19, Ace Frehley, 1978 solo album from Ace Frehley, the lead guitarist of American hard rock band KISS. It was one of four KISS solo albums released by Casablanca Records on September 18, 1978. And it was uh, uh, produced by Eddie Kramer and Ace Frehley. And also he had a ton of musicians on here. had Anton Figg, Will Lee, Car- Carl Tabacalo. I can't say his name right robert lastly yep. larry kelly big bear shiminen and bobby mcadams he did the talk box on oh yeah group. so let's get into this album we got the first track on here called rip it out what'd you think of this one gordon
1: i uh, iconic classic because ace played played it live all the time he plays it live and uh, and what and ace played um this whole album Song after song after song live at a, at a Kiss convention uh, in Jersey. So uh, just recently, just a couple of months ago, he, he just did it. So that was kind of cool. But but uh, rip it out. He always did, and that had uh, I think Ant Anton was on drums on that. Rip it out. Da, da, da. And and um, it's not you know it says like your Ace is uses an iconic song. He didn't write it. That's that's the other thing. He added the name to the writing. It was. I know Larry Kelly, Larry and Sue Kelly. And
0: wow. Yeah, they, fact, they wrote the song. Done, I, I'm, I'm curious about something.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. I, uh,
0: um, his group Malemo. Did he know them from then?
1: Yeah, he knew Larry and Sue from from that before. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah because he was on songs on Malemo that some guy found in this barn, the acetate, and it's on YouTube. And I read something about how Ace said he wrote that song with Larry and Sue. But, like, it's like, if you get a lot of money, and like Peter Chris, and Stan Penridge, Gene Simmons, and some of his better songs. Well, I'm sorry. Um, you know, you, you, you get people who, who it's like they, they'll buy songs. And so I'm thinking is that kind of what Ace did?
1: Yeah, you, yeah, well Ace would get ideas from like friends and stuff. Like, he'll have a friend. I, there was an Irish Shickman and he, he did on uh, Fraley's Common album, the first album. Uh, I forgot wow. the name. I forgot the name of the song he wrote. I, Ira wrote the whole thing, and Ace added his name to it. Um, wow! And Ace did that a lot. You know, other people would write the gist of the, you know, pretty much the whole song. Ace would like massage it a little, and you know, he
0: and might do like a guitar solo. Yeah,
1: or or th- or th- you know, he didn't. He would add stuff to it. But it wasn't the yeah. basic idea of the song, and then he put his name on it, and, and boom, the, yeah, there goes the the writing. Wow, he did, he did that with a lot, a lot of songs. So, and I'm not disparaging Ace. I mean, but Ace is not the greatest songwriter in the world. But um, yeah, I mean, people, fans give him more credit than what he deserves when it comes to songwriting.
0: Yeah, I so Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. I would say, are there really two great writers in Kiss? That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, but I, I, Ace Scott did get frustrated with them because he did want to add songs to Kiss, and then okay. Dean and Paul would only let him, you know, submit two. He submitted more songs, but, you know, he'd take two songs or whatever. But Ace was lazy also, so there's, you know, there's fault all around. Yeah, you know, so. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So, yeah. Go, rip it out. Iconic song. It's uh, he plays it live. He played it. It was in his repertoire for years. Great song.
0: So, what do you think about it, Lee? Oh, um, I have to say, before I talk about the song, I'll say when I I had a friend Pascal Garneau, who was a band member of mine back then, and we just happened to walk into Caledonia Records which was owned by Van Morrison's parents. And and this was in Fairfax. And we come in and we see all four solo albums. And none of us knew what was happening. we were like, whoa, Pascal said they could have at least did two and then wait and do another two. I was like, I didn't know what album to get first. I had enough to get two of them, so I got jeans and aces. And jeans I have not so great of an opinion of, but ace, I heard Rip It Out, and I thought, this is cool. I thought, it's maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it seemed like a bleach whitewash of a Paul Stanley tune, like it wasn't as good as i would have hoped but it it wasn't bad it was like the best that i heard so far because it was the first song
3: Hmm. cool
2: i think it rips it's killer and i love the solo and i love anton's drums on it it's a killer killer tune to open his album and this album outsold all the other uh, solo albums by this band. <laughs> so.
1: yeah, yeah, both a blessing and a curse in disguise. Yeah, and then we get to the,
2: <laughs> the next track, Speeding Back to My Baby. What would you think of this one, Gordon?
1: Uh, uh, good trucking, <laughs> like a good trucking song. I always like a good driving song, you know, that you could put on your car and crank and uh, like Radar Love, you know, it had that... Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, it had that nice beat. Now I know a little bit of the backstory that of that song and I got it from Bob Bob McAdams because he was there he was there when all this was done. Now Ace uh you know, Jeanette Fraley has writing credit on that yeah. song. Yeah. Huh. So Ace added Jeanette's name to it to Shut Her Up <laughs> basically. Oh, to make her feel like she's involved with the album, she didn't write anything. she, you know, oh. she Ace made it look like Jodette wrote the song, but he wanted to make her happy and give her a writing credit on an album, and and uh, and uh, make make it feel like she's involved. And and yeah, it, it, it's kind of misogynist to say this, but you know, Ace did it to to quiet down his wife and make his wife happy. Horrible.
0: Yeah. So, he, so, so. Would you say he wrote it on his own?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't know who he might have wrote it with somebody else. We don't know, and and, and okay. he didn't give that person that credit or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, and but, he but, but gave
0: but, Jeanette the credit. Okay, yeah, he okay.
1: gave Jeanette I mean, the credit. <laughs> but speaking back to my baby, I like the trucking beat. You know that that driving, you know, the, literally driving beat, and, and it's cool. Yep. What would you think about it, Lee?
0: Oh. This is a song. I one of the first that I really love. It's like bum bamba bum bumba on my butt, like like I go bum bamba bum bamba on the on the couch, and my my dog will go bum bamba bum bamba, and then then nod his head, and I, I could see a video of you know the guy who was in like these commercials of like I think it was like. Like Maxell recording tapes, and then his um, scarf, yeah. Like 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 flying blowing and the yeah. and, and and yeah yeah and the 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 chair blowing, like like if he went bum bum, bum bum, bum bum, bum and they go speeding back to Maxell da 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 da, don't you go back da 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 da, da don't do T D K, go back to Maxell, but no <laughs> this this. This, this this made me this makes me go bum ba, bum ba, bum 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 it's a really good song I like it a lot yeah Yeah, I said
2: it's a killer beginning to this song and it's pretty rocking it is like a driving song get in your car and just start driving down the highway clear highway no cars in front of you and just keep going yep and then we get to the third track off here which is Snowblind what did you think of
1: this one Gordon the, the first two notes Remind me of Frankenstein. That 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 that. They almost oh, yeah. got that. Almost got that rhythm going. Now, what I gotta say was Snowblind and Ozone and and kind of all the rest of the songs. Let me, let me see. Snowblind was Will, Willie was not on it. Uh, he was on Ozone. the The production on the album is lacking, but we but it's back in the we're back in the seventies with this, right? and i think the ba- the bass wasn't pumped even on speeding back to my baby i think the the bass is lacking on all the songs uh, if if you really li- if you want to analyze the the uh, mix and the and the production of the songs uh, song wise great song great riff i think ace's vocals fit that song so well cuz ace is not the greatest vocalist in the world you know he's not bon- john bon Jovi you know
0: um, but, um, but- I have a, d- a definite opinion against his music but I don't mind his vocals but I don't love <laughs> Jonan Bon Jovi's songs
1: yeah but I'll,
0: I'll, 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 I'll shut up that's
1: a
2: ruddy joke yeah, but- between us that I'm gonna get him to do a Bon Jovi album um,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I um, mean I'll scream and yell but anyway that's but- for another day yeah but what, but Ace's it
1: fits Ace's style of vocals because he, he if you really uh, if really analyze it, Ace almost raps through songs. You know? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. He he doesn't sing. He he's you know he's he's saying notes. You know, Snowblind. You know, he he's not. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I'm not, I'm not being the most descriptive, but you know. But Ace is not. He's not a crooner. Put it that way. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. he talks sings. I, like, I was like
0: talking, Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like I was like that in our group, and I said to my band member Pascal, "Who could sing? Why don't you sing? And I don't want to. So i went, like, okay, I'll do it. But I was like, and then da 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 da." da, da, da. Da, 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 and I didn't really sing because if I sang it would it, it would be like no arms can ever hold you like these arms of mine and you're probably thinking okay thank you for not continuing you know what I mean yeah. but I mean if I go no arms can ever hold you like these mm-hmm. arms of mine then then it sounds a little bit better so, so that's what I did and I'd have to say, Ace, at least, got a cool way of doing it.
2: So what'd you Mm -hmm. think of this song, Lee?
0: Um, I thought it was great when I first heard it, and I don't dislike it now, but it kind of lost its feel. To me, it's kind of like, I prefer other songs off of the album and there's one that I really love but um, there's a few that I really love or a couple that I really love this one is ninety percent I love
2: yeah I I think this song kicks ass This song rules and I wrote that ACE is like the best of the solo members Uh, I don't think the other solo members have sold much being a solo artist compared to ACE and his various bands after he left KISS I don't think Paul or Gene or even Peter Chris have done well solo, but Peter, of Ace has, and I think it's more to do with his personality and his love of the fans. I do like
0: Paul Stanley's "Live to Win" album. I'm sorry, <laughs> there's a couple of songs that I really hate, but most of it I love.
2: I'm talking about monetary wise. I think he's made more oh, money than yeah, solo. Yeah, yeah, because
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I think if the money, other, I think the other two are was...
0: standoffish. <laughs> Yeah, if, if money was the factor, then Bon Jovi would be more hip than Jews <laughs> Priest. I'm
2: sorry. All right. Well, let's get into the next track, which you picked, Lee Ozone. So here's Ozone on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
3: Yeah, that was Ozone. Why'd you pick that track, Lee?
0: I'm the kind of guy who likes it. Okay, I can't do it as well as Ace, but I love this song. I never get tired of it. It's awesome. I just... Everything about this song makes me think, wonderful. You know, this is probably one of the best songs ace and or kiss has done from the period of their first album up until when ace left this is to me it's just awesome
1: what'd you think about it gordon um it's weird. At first, I, I, I didn't like this song at first, but you know what I, I, I love about the song is is when it gets to the guitar part, like a minute and a half in, and it goes... I mean, there's really cool triplets in there and stuff like that, and there's a little more music. Okay. Yeah, there's a little more music involved, like me being the progressive guy, the Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer guy, oh, where you, okay. you want to hear riffs and stuff, and it's a, it's got a really cool riff. And Ace's guitar sounds great in this um I, I hate to even analyze so see you guys ask me analyze songs and i and it, and i have the curse of being a musician when you're a musician you start listening to production you know you're not listening enjoying the song you know
0: yeah you, you start That's picking cool, though you, you but, start
1: picking things apart
2: But know? as a non-musician i could i could pick out bad production like uh when they brick wall albums and they just turn up all the freaking things and it sounds like Cookie Monster when you turn it up.
0: Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I
2: can hear that shit. Yeah. You don't hear any yeah. Fidelity in albums. But I was gonna say, you talked about the production on this album. I have the remasters and I put this in my iPhone and this actually, like, the levels are pretty nice in here. The bass line's pretty good. I think they yeah, is it. the bass
1: kicking ass
2: on it, the, on the it's remaster? It's kind of kicking ass in the remaster.
1: because yeah. Because I think that whole the whole album, the, the whole Ace really... Seventy-eight solo album needed. The the bass was so under-mixed and under under eq'd. You know, it didn't kick ass, the bottom didn't kick ass enough, and 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 the songs deserved it. You know. Okay. Yeah.
3: But Could ozone. Would
1: you believe? Oh, go on. But, go on. Yeah. But ozone. The guitar. The guitar work is is. I love the lines. You know, did it, did it, did it, did it, and it's. I'm not gonna call it genius, but it sounds it sounds awesome. It sounds great. I love it. Like Beethoven, It's a little it's a almost, little intricate sorry. because there's harmonies there and stuff like that. It's very very cool.
0: Better than Beethoven, I'd say. Sorry. Yeah. But 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 when 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 you mentioned the the without the bass when mm-hmm. I was listening to music back then I put everything up to trouble because I didn't like the bass. I thought bass was like I don't know. I I mean I I not saying I hated any bass, but I pretty much hated any bass, and <laughs> and, I, and I was like, um, yeah, I, 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 I put everything up on trouble, and now and now I can understand why some people like bass.
1: And now you're deaf. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay.
2: <laughs> All right. What I think this is a great song. It's not my favorite off the album, but it freaking kicks ass. It's a good song, Lee. Good pick. And then we right get on. to the last song. If you had a vinyl record, this would be the last song on side one. This is track five. What's on your
1: mind? What'd you think of this one, Gordon? You know, I I wasn't that familiar with Ace's solo album. You know, I had to replay it. Recently, for you guys, you know, to because I never put it on. I didn't have it for my turntable back then. I was I, I hate to say this on your show, guys. I was I wasn't a Kiss fan. Yeah. I was best friends with Ace That's Willey fine. I wasn't.
2: I'm
1: oh, not really I wasn't a Kiss a... fan either. I lo- I yeah. like
2: Ace. I got into him with the Fraley's Comet <laughs> And
1: then, yeah.
2: I, then I went back and listened to him. I was a and
1: kiss. kiss fan. <laughs> Sorry. So, but I'm I'm a retro. Band, and it's really weird because I had the, the weird relationship with Ace Really, you think I was like despise everything Ace and this and that. no I I even say to, to fans that, that break my balls about the Kiss book and the Kiss and Tell book I say enjoy the music don't worry about the yeah. personality don't worry about Ace's personality you grew up loving the music and the image of Ace love the image but you know what I, I, I was as a human being everybody has their failures and not not to get into that but let's get back to the song um the, it wasn't my it wasn't a standout song for me on the album you know on even on second listens and stuff like that but another another good great song I mean ace's solo album was the best out of them all see even the weak songs were were, were good they were very good um. See, I didn't know it because he didn't play it in his repertoire when he when he started doing Fraley's Comet and stuff. He didn't play "What's on Your Mind," so I don't know if that's one of Ace's favorite songs or whatever either. So,
3: um,
1: and uh, there was backing vocals. Uh, there was a guy named David Lasley and Susan Collins, and and they and they put backing vocals on. They might have been in the studio at the time. I they, they did this at. They didn't do this at Eddie Solon's studio. I forgot which studio they did this at. I had it up right here. It
2: says yeah. The Mansion, Sheridan, Connecticut, and Plaza Sound Studios, New York City.
1: Well, the mansion was Ace's. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was Ace's studio. So, they, they, you know, these people might have been hanging out in Ace's studio in, up up in uh, Wilton, Connecticut. um and then and yeah and then they took the tracks and they, they would finish up the tracks at another studio, uh, the one in Manhattan.
2: It says, yeah, "It says Plaza Sound Studios, New York City." Yeah, 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 Probably
1: yeah. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yep. Okay. So, so yeah, they did. Uh, you know, they recorded all the tracks and then they bring it down to Plaza Sound and then and then do overdubs and everything. Then mix it down there. Um, I, Good song, not not the greatest, but you know, not my favorite off the album, but you know good it's not it's not, it's not me going, oh, that song sucks,
0: you know It's a good song, I like it, so what do you think about it Lee? I agree with some of what you said, it's not the best song, I think it sucks, um it, it kind of um over time it sucks a little bit less yeah. but but like i I thought to myself believe it or not, it sounded almost like did he really write this or did he borrow this from Jim Croce or something. Yeah, yeah. But but it's like, I'm like, um, everyone back in the 70s, even a heavy, <laughs> heavy rock group, always did at least one mellow song. Mm-hmm. And Ace probably did it for that reason. I wrote a song called Don't You Say Goodbye, and I put it on YouTube, and it's only about a minute long, and people think it's incomplete, but it wasn't incomplete. I just couldn't stand to do anymore. But they think it's a really nice ballad. But the idea is, yeah, um, as a nice ballad, it's probably... No, no, it's not his best nice ballad. I'd say Talk to Me is his best ballad. But there there you go.
2: Yeah, I didn't I didn't really care for the song either. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I guess it's one of the weaker songs on the album. Yeah, it was pretty weak for me. Yeah.
0: it's yeah. light.
2: Yeah, and then we yeah. then we flip it over it to does <laughs>
0: It Does Not Wash Your
2: Clothes. It does not wash your clothes. And then we flip it over to one of the songs you picked, Gordon. So here is New York Groove on the Freeform Rock podcast.
3: That was New York Groove. Why'd you pick that track, Gordon?
0: Oh,
1: well, why? Why wouldn't I?
0: <laughs> um, Wait until you hear what I say. But go on. <laughs> uh,
1: that was, you know, that's Ace's hit. Um, uh, it's iconic, iconic song. They play it at Yankee Stadium. Uh, they play it at uh, City Field. They, uh, you know, that was that was Ace's like signa- signature song. A lot of movies, back in New York shows.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but.
1: You but the backstory on this is Ace did not write it. It was Russ Ballard that wrote oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and uh, what was the name of the band that did it? Uh, um, Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a direct copy of Hello. Uh, Hello, or whatever the hell the name yeah. of the band was, right? Yeah. So it, here's one where Ace lucked out doing, um, doing a cover of this band Hello if he, if you listen to Hello's version there's not much difference between Ace's version and the Hello version
0: Thank you uh, for that warning
1: Yeah they, 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 if you put you play them side by side and, and there's not much difference but I mean uh, the, the little, Actually the, did the, you a little bit. Yeah the groove and the rhythm and the, and the, and I I like I like the recording with the like all the overdubs uh, that are in there, and uh, Bobby McAdams, my co-author of Kiss and Tell, uh, did the did the talk box on on New York Grove. If you hear it, it's a, he uses the uh, you know the talk box that uh, Peter Frampton got famous for.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you feel well? That's yeah. on New York Groove. You'll hear it. Oh yeah. Sounds like sounds like a synthesizer a little bit in the background. But Russ Ballard wrote wrote the song, which is you know Russ Ballard was part of Argent. That, there you go, Lee. Yeah. I got,
0: you. Thunder and Lightning, that's the great song off of the album Nexus, I think.
1: Yeah, and and Russ Ballard, the same guy that wrote New York Groove, wrote uh, God gave rock and roll to you. I can't say the one sing. I don't like. You, but, you, but you I, don't like that song?
0: No, but but, but I like, I like um, his album with the song Voices. Yeah. And 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 I Can't Hear You No More. That one's I had another album of his called Winning that had the song Since You've Been Gone. Mm -hmm. I think the production on that was like there were too few musicians on it, like a bass and a drum and a singer. I was like, where's the rest of the group? (laughs) But the the songs were okay. That one was okay. But I mean, yeah. Well I
1: I liked the Argent version, you know, of God Gave Rock and Roll to You cuz all the keyboards in it uh, uh, is oh, okay. great. And then Kiss did a version of it, you know, God Gave Rock and I Roll I probably
0: then, will like the Kiss version better. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, no, no, I will probably like the Argent version better. Yeah, Sorry.
1: yeah, L- listen to the Argent version and you'll hear I mean, it's really orchestrated really well. Boom boom, boom 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 that bass in the yeah. middle of it and the, and the keyboards and the and Rod Argent had a great Hammond sound and all that and oh, then yeah. K- Kiss did a good version of I mean I'm not going to take it away from Kiss from doing a version of God Gave Rock and Roll to you but that had um I know we veered off from the New York Groove or rock yeah, yeah. thing but um that had a lot of meaning for me because at the, at the time Kiss came out with God Gave Rock and Roll to you and they were doing the the video the official MTV video is when um uh uh, what's his name? On drums, so oh, God, I got a brain. Eric Carr. Eric Carr, thank you. I just got stutter brain there for a second. Um, Eric Carr was sick at the time, you know, and that, and and he could, he tr- he was trying to get the, do the video. He was very sick at the time, and it was a real hard time for him with, with the band Kiss, and and to do God gave rock and roll to you and do that video. He was sick at the time, and and. Um, it it just you know it it has more meaning to it now you know yeah uh, New York New York, Groove, New York Groove Russ Ballard uh great great iconic song but just like I I's not I am taking away from Ace a little bit he did a copy from the band Hello and Ace lucked out making it making it a hit he chose a great song It was a good good choice so what do you think about it Lee Ah uh,
0: you want honesty always uh I like it better now which means on a scale of one to ten it's about a two <laughs> but i I always thought that it the the beat bothered me like do 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 I thought if it was like I'm back to down to the back in the New York group like that. Then it would have been better, but but it always sounded a little bit like a marching song, like it didn't pick up yet. Yeah. So I was always irritated at the beat, but I mean, I have to say, I don't hate it. I will still listen to it. I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, it's between a 5 and a 6 for me, depending upon my mood. But when I first heard it, I thought it reminded me of Gene's whole solo album.
1: It's a goofy song. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a goofy song. It's a little bit of like I. You know what? I'm starting to not like the song. I'm gonna bring my love. I'm gonna bring you. my. I'm starting Thank to you. not like the song after your analysis. But no, you, I I get where you're coming from with this. But but in but it's a. Uh, it should have been um, an anthem, and it's not an anthem.
0: Yeah, you know I it, agree there. Yeah, it
1: it could have been a great anthem <laughs> song. Yeah, and they and they didn't make it, and it it got it got lost a little with the, like you said it with the beat. For Mc... the
0: football, the, the Super Bowl hit. That yeah, didn't make the field goal. Yeah, <laughs> well,
2: it's like a T. Rex song, you know, with that glam English beat, you know. Yep. Nah,
1: great, great analysis there, Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're spot on with yep. that. Yeah, Another
0: one that I'm not so keen on. T. Rex. Always. I like that Power Station's
2: on. version of uh, "Get It, Get It On."
0: <laughs> I like Power Station as a group more overall
2: all right this is what i th- the big hit that blew up the album i love it it grooves gr- uh, great song choice ace because <laughs> he didn't write it so <laughs> that's what <I> said <laughs> and then we get into that <laughs> then we get into the next song which you picked lee right yeah uh, i'm in need of love so here's i'm in need of love on the freeform rock podcast was I'm in need of love why'd you pick that Lee
0: wonderful song I love it same as ozone I can't ever get tired of it it's great it reminded me of when I was in junior high and there were girls who were flirting with me and I acted like I didn't like them and then that only made them want to chase me more and I liked that they did it but I had to act like I didn't and I was kind of awkward in that way but I <coughs> finally, in my yearbook, they signed my yearbook post. So when I would look at the pretty girls who signed my yearbook, I would listen to this song. And, and, and so this, this song reminds me of my neurotic years when pretty girls liked me and I acted stupid.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what would you think about it, Gordon?
1: Um, you know I, I that was it wasn't one of those. like i said i i didn't I was an ace really fan I never listened to the solo album that much and then when i then when I played it, I loved the echo the guitar echo that he did you know that meh, 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 all yeah. throughout the song I, was, I I know I'm pointing out production things and little snippets of stuff oh, as a whole sure. yeah as a whole the lyrics are great, you know, and i, I you know it it connected with Lee and his In his school, you know, childhood, you know, uh, connection with it. Um, And it was Will Lee on bass, too. And there was another song. I got to listen to the remasters, I guess. You got to pump up that freaking bass on his. You know, I'm listening. I've been listening to the original mixes and stuff like that. That's cool. And you know what I want to see? Um, I want to see him do it live. I'm, we're going to have to look. At, there's, there's a YouTube video of him doing the whole album live at that Kiss Expo. I'd like to see if Ace did that effect, that echo effect on the guitar.
3: Because
1: mm. that, 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 that was, you know, that's something that's well needed. I don't know if he, he did that, executed it live, and got that echo in time. Because that's an echo in time. It's wah, wah, wah. It's in beat with the song. Oh, it's hard, yeah. to re- hard to reproduce that live. Cause you got to get it in tempo,
2: you yeah. know. Yeah, I was. I said I love the quirky guitars. I guess that's the echo in this yeah. song. It kicks ass, and Ace's vocal tone is classic Ace, and I love it.
1: And and then right. I, I like it changes rhythm, and goes into double time. and kick starts kicking ass too. You know? Yeah. yeah. With the solo. So yeah, it's, I just wanted about you know. One of the better, best songs on the album. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Lee.
0: Right on. Thank you so much.
1: And yeah. then
2: we get to the next song, which was track eight Wiped Out, which you picked. Uh, so here we go. Gordon, here's your pick Wiped Out on the Freeform Rock Podcast. That was wiped out. Why'd you pick that track Gordon?
1: well it's it's another one where Anton Fig, my buddy, plays on it. So and and it's a little tribute to Wipeout, the original Wipeout, and it has that uh oh, you yeah. know, the the beach the beach beat in it in the beginning, you know? Yeah. And then then it goes into I'm actually listening to it right now while I'm talking to you guys. It reminds me of of this. The, the vocals are great. It goes into it's a little tribute of Wipeout, and it's got Anton Fig kicking ass on you know on the toms in the beginning. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, and then Anton Fig Anton Fig got writing credits for it, which is really cool to give wow. a drummer writing credit on a song. Which my good friend Liberty Devito never got from Billy Joel because Liberty would write songs rhythmically for Billy Joel and Damn. not get writing credit for it. That was a great yeah. drummer, man. I
2: love
0: Billy Joel's drummer.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was Liberty, and I'm, they're, uh, the I'm ones, they're still yeah. in a
0: fight, aren't they?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So
0: that was after John Small and Attila.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. He
0: comes comes out with the. Do you know Jesus. what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. You have to. Yeah.
1: You might have to explain it to your listening audience. <laughs> yeah, you have to explain I, it to me. I,
0: I, uh, uh, um, um, it takes hours with Mark. He says, hi, and that's it. So,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I understand half the things you say. I, I have my lead to go to ring.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, that's, that's good.
2: So, uh, what would you think of this song, Link?
0: Great song. I mean, it's kind of complex for Ace. It's... I mean, I don't listen to it a lot anymore because I don't want to ruin <laughs> excuse me, my love for it. But I really do think it's a really great song and it's one of the better songs off of the album.
2: Yeah, I love the drums on this song, Anton's kicking ass. Ace comes in with a killer riff, and I, I, like, I like how the song goes in a lot of different directions, but it's not, uh, it comes together. It's a really cool song. And I like the lyric. I had my, uh, I was wiped out. I had my lights out. <laughs> you know that's kind of ace, right? <laughs> With all his yeah. drugs and alcohol, he was always wiped out, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of an autobiographer. It, it, it's so
1: apropos. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: Let's get into the last track, which is not much. It's just a uh, instrumental, but uh, I'll
0: tell you. You what got I think. that right. It's not much. Go on. So what do you think?
2: Oh. What do you think of it, Gordon?
1: Sounds like Lee didn't, doesn't like Fractured Mirror. I guess not. You'll or find you'll, out. You'll find out. Um, well, Fractured Mirror, Ace did that as a filler. You know, and it. I like it uh, in in reflection in the mirror because it had that uh, division bell in, it, in the original. It has that Pink Floyd division bell sound in, in the oh beginning me. there. Um which sounds cool. And then it's a it's a riff, it's a filler for the song. It's a cool riff, but it goes on a little too long. He, he, yeah, he really... Uh, I, I mean, I'm into progressive rock, Pink Floyd and all that stuff, and I, I guess that was Ace's Pink Floyd moment, you know, doing this fractured mirror thing. Um, cool song that should have been picked up for a TV show. It, it would have been good for an introduction... You know, for a Netflix T V show or something like that, soundtrack or something. But you know, for an album to be sitting back and grooving on uh, for Ace Frehley it I, I could see why some people might hate it, but I, I kinda like it for the little bit of Pink Floydish uh effect. And Ace doing different versions of it all throughout all his albums. Yeah, you know, he did it he did Fractured Mirror yeah. on the Fraley's Common album and stuff like that, so. Yeah. So what
0: did you uh, think, think of that, it, Lee? <laughs> I think that the other versions of it are a little bit better than this. Yeah, the production. I, yeah. Well, um, more than that. I, and the performance. Well, perform- well, 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 yeah, well yeah, yeah, production and performance. But, I mean, I just kind of thought that... I just don't like that sound. Just mm-hmm. like the um, beginning of Getaway, the introduction... I've been trying to find on YouTube or something... Of, no, I'm sorry, I said Getaway, I meant Rock Bottom, because Getaway's one of my favorite songs. So, I'm a fool there. But, I mean, the song Rock Bottom and Ace Furley's way too long intro, I've been trying to find on YouTube a version of Rock Bottom without that intro, because I just like that song. But, I mean, Fraction Mirror, I understand and I can get the concept to what he's doing because he's doing interesting multi-layered stuff and it's good as a play toy like oh look mommy I got Play-Doh let me see how many layers of Play-Doh I can <laughs> call. but I but I kind of don't like it I think that it's like Gene Simmons When You Wish Upon a Star. It's only a tiny bit better than that.
1: Yeah. It it's oh not to interject here. It's ace being spacey.
0: Oh, I definitely am yeah. glad you said that.
2: Yeah. I I thought it was cool. I liked it. <laughs> I like yeah. a lot of people. Uh, worried, you so. always
0: do. Yeah. You yeah. love everything.
1: I don't love everything. Kid.
0: He didn't
1: didn't like what's on your mind. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like that. No,
0: no, no, no. And in fact, we agree. In fact, we agree on everything. Right on, Mark. Sure, we (laughs) do. Yeah,
1: right on. (laughs) Yeah, man.
2: So that's the end of the album. And uh, thank you for being on here, Gordon.
1: Thank you, guys. you guys are awesome and it was right over a year since the last appearance of go
0: man on and I thought about it because you were so good. uh yeah. thanks
1: guys. I really appreciate
0: it yeah, and I yeah. want to ask
2: you, do you have like a track you would like to play out with because me and Lee have two tracks of the week. Do you have a track you'd like to play like a new uh, song
1: off this album or, or off anything? any album uh, you know what I guess you, you got to pick an angel song
2: okay just okay. just
1: to just to tie in you know the angel and and the and the kiss and the ace really thing because it's really bizarre i I'm, I'm so interconnected with the angel and kiss and Casablanca uh, all all the work that I did so i, yeah, I go with the tower, the tower? <laughs> right on <laughs> I think we did that last time too, but that's okay yeah. well, we'll do the original that's version okay. last
2: time we did the live version with you on it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool! Yeah, do the studio version. Okay, yeah, we'll do the studio it's, version. It's a great song.
2: Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna play us out with my track of the week, which is Simple Minds' "O oh Jungle Land" live. And uh, you picked Gordon Haskell. Could be, is that Eddie Haskell's brother? Nah, I'm joking. No, I thought
0: it was Gordon Gebhardt's brother. I'm kidding. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, he was from King Crimson a little bit. A
1: little bit, but but Mark's impressing me that he knew who Eddie Haskell was.
0: <laughs> he used to watch
2: Little You G- Leave the to Beaver and repeats all the time.
0: <laughs> That's just one moment to impress you because I impress you so many thousands of times. That's yes, so true. Okay. It is true. Yes.
2: All right.
0: No, actually, uh, no. Actually, um, it proves how much Mark is older than me.
2: That show got canceled because Ward was a little too hard on the Beaver.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh. <no>. oh. <laughs>
2: Love that joke.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, here's our Tracks of the Week. Simple Minds, Gordon Haskell, and Angel. Until next week, you guys have a great week, and we'll talk right. to you later. Bye, guys.
1: You got it. Thanks,
2: guys.
3: Okay.
0: Right, bye Take care. All right. Bye-bye.
4: the scene.
2: Now let's get into the promos
4: hello folks this is the rock sponge Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and friends podcast join yours
1: truly every week as I look at a different classic rock and or metal album that had an impact on my life and or rock music in general and I'm usually joined by a friend or two
4: and there's no country or rap or techno bullshit on the show because I hate those fucking
1: music genres techno and rap and country sucks so if you want to kick ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast every week on YouTube and now on Podbean and iTunes. So, yes, folks, I'm available
4: in two different, three different ways. Podbean and iTunes for the audio and YouTube for the visual. Thank you very much.
3: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
4: I want to rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You got to fight for your rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every
2: Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party
0: on thatmetalstation.com.
3: You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted!
0: From New York. Hey, 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 hey!
3: What up, bangers?
4: From North Carolina, Skitter Pal Now Meow. This is Bushy. Bushy
2: and the Mountain Man. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure
4: only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on
0: Hot Bean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Hey, this is Lee Gerstman, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like you don't know what it's gonna be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstman Show, and it's just me doing reviews, or me doing horsing around, or whatever I'm doing, check it out, please.
1: Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.